What's going on, guys? This is episode number 36 of RizzoCast. I'm Steven Rizzotto. Let me turn my mic up here. And we are joined today by Maddie Hartley, who is a podcast host. She's a journalist. She's kind of a, uh, a jack of all trades. So uh, Maddie's joining us today uh, to talk some sports. Maddie, what's going on? Um, not a lot, actually. Just um, going through the off season. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, hot stove was hot. Hot stove was hot this morning, so I just thought that was pretty cool. The hot stove is boiling hot right now, and I think it's going to continue to get even warmer. Um, so obviously, there's nothing going on prior to this day. There is kind of quiet. How do you cope with the off season? There's no baseball. I mean, there's other sports on, but I mean, there's no baseball, and that's kind of the main thing. Yeah. That- yeah. So how do you cope with it? Well, um, being such like a big fan of other Chicago sports really helps. Um, I got into the Bulls this season. I hadn't really cared about basketball too much, but I started, just started following the Bulls really heavily. I'm actually wearing a Bull shirt today. So <laughs> happy about that. Um, I watch the Bears, as sad as that sounds. They suck, but it gives me something to watch and I love them. And um I just kind of have to wait it out, you know, um, in the off season, I really just wait, pay attention to my other sports. Um, that's all I have to say. I just, a lot of my life and like my sports life really revolves around baseball. Like that's really my one sport I care about the most. So it's always hard, but I get through it. Yeah, for sure. We get through it. That's all that matters. We get through it. <laughs> yeah, we, we get through it. So uh, you're part of a couple different podcasts. Let's start with Let Let the Kids Play, which is a uh, podcast that's kind of new. uh, And they kind of focus on, you know, the next generation of baseball fans. So tell me a little bit about what uh, Let the Kids Talk. Did I say Let the Kids Play? It's Let the Kids. You did. See, I'm all over the place. Let the Kids Talk. Let the Kids Play is the initiative by MLB. Whatever. Tell me a little bit about Let the Kids Talk. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't the one that started this podcast. Um, my friend Elijah, he's really the like host of it. And so he's the one that takes care of a lot of our stuff. And it's really just a group of different baseball fans. We have a really heavy Yankees fan number in the group chat. Um, there's a couple Dodgers fans. I'm, I think I'm the only Cubs fan that does anything with it. Have some other random teams mixed in. Um, well, a lot of what I do for them, I do a lot of, Technology isn't really the right word, but I mean, I've helped a lot with like setting up some stuff. I just put together the WordPress account this week. I made like a little bit of a website for us. So that's really what I am in charge of there. I come on from time to time. Um, I work two jobs, so it's hard for me to balance that and then my own podcast. But I try to help out where I can with them. And I think they have a really great thing going on over there. And I love just getting to say I'm a part of it and I get to help out. Awesome. Now, basically baseball, that's where you yeah. kind of make your dough right there. So basically baseball, yeah. what is basically baseball to the viewers and listeners? So we started basically baseball. It was kind of on a whim. Like actually I was driving, I was going to get something to eat over the summer. And like, while I was waiting for my food, I was like sitting in my car and I was like talking to a couple of my friends. And I was like, guys, I think I want to start a podcast. Wouldn't that be something like, what if our whole group that just starts a podcast and um so we did <laughs> we were just kind of kidding and then we came like actually serious i was like i really want to do this i think that would be awesome so 
we try to think of all the like best stuff. We tried to brainstorm names, um, made the podcast account. We decided on basically baseball, and then we kind of went from there. Awesome. And yeah, um, I... what I really like about oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, okay. Um, what I really like about it, I love getting to work with this podcast because we're a completely female bro- or podcast, and so it's a good way for all of us to gain experience working in the sports industry because I know most of us at least want to work with sports in the future and it's always really helpful to first of all get start early and then it's I'm really thankful that I have someone like this to like work on as a woman and as a woman in sports yeah for sure we'll get to that in a little bit uh, a little more uh, a little bit more we'll touch on it so you guys are all on the podcast, you know, pretty progressive thinkers. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, the times that we live in. This generation, in my opinion, at least, is smarter than ever. I think we have more resources. Yeah. I think that that kind of, you know, favors us. And I think that's a good thing. I think we're going to have a lot of very, very smart people that do big things coming up through our generation. Do you feel the same way? Do you guys kind of get that vibe together in, in a baseball sense as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a just a completely new generation of baseball fans, and so whenever I talk to my like just my dad, for example, my dad's a millennial. He spent a lot. He grew up watching baseball in the '80s and '90s, and just talking to him and my grandpa, opposed to talking to a baseball fan on Twitter, is just completely different because advanced stats have much more of a play right now, at least with the baseball fans I talk to. I mean, I wrote something a couple of weeks ago about like you Darvish and Blake Snell, and I like shared it with some of my family members, and I mentioned Sierra in it, and he was like, "I don't know what Sierra is," <laughs> and my dad's about thirty-seven, so um, it's just different generations watch the game differently, um, and then like for example, my grandpa, he has no idea what all this like advanced stuff is. Like he really loves watching, and he thinks a lot about like batting average and stuff. I just think it's fun to like connect with different generations of baseball fans and how analyze how differently we all watch it. Yeah, for sure. And the first time I saw Sierra, I was wondering what I actually saw it on Twitter and I had to, you know, look up to see what it meant. So I even, you know, I'm not an expert on advanced stats. So I think obviously everybody should get to know them. They're useful and they're kind of leading the leading aspect in today's uh, game of baseball. So you're a young woman that is a prospect per se in sports media. um, And you've also accomplished so much already. Social media is a really, really, really can often be a really, really, really dark place, especially towards, you know, Mm -hmm. the female demographic in the sports world. What are some of the challenges and the, the hurdles that you have to hop over? um, You know, maybe that a man, wouldn't um i think that's a good question and um there's just a lot of i don't think i had like the best way i could word it um i just think that women in general are more heavily targeted over like petty things and are easily attacked like just for existing so um like for example about a couple weeks ago i was like harassed on twitter because i blocked this guy who is hitting on me, making me uncomfortable. And he's about 27 years old. Like I'm a minor 
I'm a high school student. And so I was like, I'm going to block him. And then he starts tweeting like terrible things about me, harassing me, calling me a freak and like some other stuff that I don't know if I can even say it on, on here. So I'm just not going to, but that's one thing that I think just women in general have to come over. And especially within a industry that is so heavily male dominated and um, it's just stuff like that you know like just trying to overcome like barriers it's hard sometimes it's definitely really difficult and especially whenever you see news of um, like another woman like getting a promotion or something in the sports world like for example whenever Kimming got her job with the Marlins a lot of people are like well just making stupid jokes like can she make me a sandwich like that kind of crap it's just you think we would be out of that mindset by 2021 but we're not yeah for and sure that's it's, the hardest part i think mm-hmm. it's it's disappointing for sure um so you're going down the timeline you see like misogynistic comments maybe not necessarily towards you but as you mentioned maybe for an example like kimming is is it still like you know, is it, is your mindset like, oh, it's not a big deal because we're so used to it? Or is it, you know, these guys are losers, we'll dismiss it. Or is it still upsetting and and disappointing? It's a little bit of both. Um, Like I'll find myself getting annoyed and I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. And I'll like think about it for a bit. And I'm like, I just don't understand why we're still doing this. It's literally 2021. We should be past this. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm going to dismiss it. He's a loser. If you can't, if you can't see a good thing in women working in sports and that's your own problem, because I think that as sports fans, we should all want to grow the game, whatever, literally whichever game it is and whatever way you, whichever ways are possible and involving more women in sports is a way to do that. And if you're against that, then I just think you're against growing the sport that you love. And that's pretty sad. 110% agree. It's always the accounts that have no, like, you know, the profile picture is always something strange. Like these people never show their face, yeah. never, never share their name. So they're always hiding. So it's, it's, it's interesting. What's the biggest misconception about women working in sports? Cause I think the one that I've heard the most is, you know, this player thinks that this or this person thinks that this player is attractive and that's all they think about. So that's definitely a misconception. You could touch on that point. What are some of the other misconceptions you've seen? Yeah, like that one, for example, it's probably the biggest one I've seen. A lot of people are like, well, she just watches sports because the players are attractive. And um, I will say, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The more people we can get to watch baseball in an era where the commissioner is trying to kill the sport, the more people we can get to watch (laughs) baseball right now, that's good. Like if my, my friend wants to watch baseball because she thinks Chris Bryant's attractive. I won't care. I'll be like, that's awesome. Let me show you the Cubs. And then maybe I can help her develop the kind of love I have for the game. That's on a different level than just someone watching because they think the players are cute, but it's like, who cares what they watch for? But another thing, a lot of, at least the girls I talk to, they just love baseball because they think it's cool or they have some kind of connection to it. Like my connection with baseball is with my relationship with my dad, you know? And so that's a really big thing for me. And it's just, people are so quick to assume and they think 
women in general in our minds are just so like narrow and we're like all we want is a boyfriend all we want to do is look like you guys that's just not true <laughs> it's not true yeah for sure yeah. so oh go ahead okay um another misconception is that we just don't know what we're talking about because a lot of, obviously a lot of the times we don't play baseball um i played softball when i was in like fourth grade i wasn't very good so i really just haven't played a sport like baseball and so people will just say women can't really know about something that they don't have any experience with like hands-on but I just think it's more difficult or more complicated than that like it's so easy to like just follow the game and get to know it without having to like actually be on the field and play 100% so you're pursuing a career in journalism yourself so is, yep. is the I, I saw in your bio University of Kansas so is that the plan Yes, that is the plan. I am committed to the University of Kansas. Um, I will start in the fall of 2021 semester. I have one more semester of high school and then I graduate and then I move up to Lawrence and I'll be entering their journalism school. I absolutely love KU. I'm so excited to be a Jayhawk. Yeah, so what, what kind of went into the decision making? Look, it's one of the best journalism schools in the country. I mean, I have this on the back of my phone <gasps> from a, uh, and I don't even go there from a convention that I went to in high school. So what kind of is behind mm -hmm. the, uh, it's kind of torn by the way, which is disappointing, but what's kind of mm -hmm. the, the reasoning behind, what did you like most about it? Um, well, I'd be lying if I didn't say that in-state tuition was a really big thing for me. I, li <laughs> yeah. I live in, I live in the state of Kansas. College is expensive. Um, but Let's see, my great-grandma went to KU, and I absolutely love her to death. I, I love my Gaga so much. And so that's where she went to school, and it was really special for her up there. Um, for someone that's wanting to go into sports, I think KU is a really great place to get a start because of the basketball team. The basketball team is such a huge part of the culture up there, probably the biggest part of KU culture. And so getting to be around that will definitely be something that will help me in the future. Um, I know there's some other really great journalism schools like Mizzou's really good just right over across the border so there were definitely some other places that I thought of but at the end of the day KU was it and another thing I like um, since it's not out of state if I have to come home for any reason I could um, I'm really close with my family and so if anything were to happen to my family I would want to at least be able to easily come home for something or just to like come visit for the weekend. I'm about two and a half hours from Lawrence. So it's something I could swing. Yeah. Journalism schools. There's so many good ones in the country. Um, Mizzou, you mentioned KU. I know I have, I have an ASU water bottle here too, that it's never been used. Should probably start using it, but um, people have many different reasons for going into journalism. For me, I personally like telling stories of others and I like finding truth. I like, you know, telling people what they should be telling stories. I like telling stories. Uh, why is journalism kind of a path that you've admired? Um, well, it's, I mean, I, obviously I love baseball and mm -hmm. I was really confused about what I wanted to do. Like when I was getting into high school and when people were like, always asking me when I was 14 years old and they were like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I was like, well, I don't know. I have all these options. And I was just 
kind of thinking about what I really like. And along this time, like very like close to this time, I was always talking about baseball with people. Uh, my history teacher that year, we always had talks about baseball in class, just random little things. And I realized I was like, I really like talking about baseball. Like I love talking about baseball with anybody. I will try to bring it up any chance I get. I love telling people I'm a baseball fan. And I was like, I could get, I could get paid to do this. I could get paid to talk about baseball. I do it for free. And that's kind of how I decided I wanted to go into sports media. Yeah. Perfect. Do you ever dream about like 20 years from now, you are like breaking the news. People have your, your, you know, tweet notifications on you're breaking the news of this big Cubs trade Either that, you're the next yes. Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal. Is that ever something you ever think about? I love about? Jeff. Um, absolutely. Um, one thing that I really want to do, I want to be the like beat reporter that actually like goes onto the field and like we'll get to talk to the players. Um, for a couple of years, the Cubs had Kelly Krull, and I absolutely idolized Kelly Krull. I think she's awesome. I got to meet her at Cubs convention when I went in 20. 20- 19 she gave me some really great advice about journalism and she's just someone that I look up up to in the industry and I want her job she does pretty much the same thing with the Braves now Mm -hmm. yeah so I know you said you mentioned you admire Jeff Passan is there anybody else in the media uh could be sports media could be general media that you've kind of like oh yeah maybe not maybe not model yourself after but like admire and like reading their work Mm mm-hmm um, another person I really like, I really like Katie Nolan. I think Katie yep. Nolan is hilarious. She's awesome. She loves sports. Um, I miss Garbage Time. I thought Garbage Time was so good. <laughs> but I really like Kate. I like I said, Katie Nolan. Um, there's this girl that I found on TikTok. Her name's Annie Agar. She does those NFL Zoom calls. I don't know if you've seen those. So like, NFL Zoom call videos and the college football Zoom call videos. They're real funny. And I can tell she really likes football. Just um, people like that. So let's move on to the Cubs because there's a lot to get to here with um. the Cubs. <laughs> Is it, I guess we could, you know, kind of piggyback off the media. It's going to be weird not listening to Len Casper this year in the TV booth for the Cubs. What was your kind of yes, reaction? When he left? Absolutely. Oh, I was, I was crushed. I love Len Casper. Len Casper and I share a birthday. So we're just connected in some way, but still, um, I loved watching the Cubs and getting to listen to Len Casper. It was definitely something special. And for him to just go over to the South side also stinks. If he went to another team other than the Cardinals, I think I would have been okay, but the White Sox, it hurts. So is that rival? I'm an outsider and I know San Francisco, you know, we have the A's and, it's honestly a one-sided relationship. It's not the same as being in the same city, of course, but it's, you know, the A's, mm-hmm. like, I know they have, like, a something against Giants fans. Giant, it's very one-sided. Is it how, – how much is the rivalry, like, talked about in Chicago, in the Chicago area? So what is – I know you're, you know, you've been to, you know, Wrigley Field a whole ton – what is the atmosphere there towards the White Sox? Is there like bitterness? Is it like, what's, what's the relationship there? Well, I just, it's not really a rivalry. Um, I think people try to play it up a lot more than it needs to be played up. Um, at the end of the day, 
I personally don't care too much about the White Sox. I just think they're kind of annoying. I think their fans <laughs> are kind of annoying sometimes. Um, there are some on Twitter that let the Cubs live rent-free in their mind, which is fine because there's some Cubs fans that let the White Sox live rent-free in their mind. And at the end of the day, it's not really a rivalry. We just play in the same city. We play once a year. Crosstown Cup doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I don't really mind the White Sox. I just think they're annoying sometimes, especially now that they're going to be a little competitive and the Cubs are in rebuild mode. Yeah, sh- should be a, should be an interesting change of pace here. So, Theo Epstein is also not going to be at the helm anymore. Jed Hoyer is going to take over. Was that shocking, or did you kind of see it coming? I know he mentioned that he wanted to – you know, take yeah. his time with the team and kind of shorten it a little bit to a certain time. Was it shocking to see Theo? Uh, Cause I know he's in the league office now and I know he's going to definitely do some big things. He's got great ideas. He's a great thinker. Give me your thoughts on, on Theo leaving the uh, Cubs organization. I wouldn't, it's not that I was surprised that he left because I knew he was going to leave anyway, but I didn't think he would leave after this season because his contract was originally through the end of next season. So that's when I was like, Theo's gone. But when he resigned, it was in about November. I was kind of shocked that he decided to do it now. Um, I'm not surprised that he just decided to name Jed Hoyer as the new president of baseball ops. I love Jed Hoyer. I, I love that front office. I think Theo and Jed worked really well together. And there obviously were a lot of great deals, draft picks made under Theo's watch. So I'm always thankful for Theo Epstein. He got us a World Series. Um, I think he was a good guy. I think he genuinely had the best interest for the team. I can't say the same for the Ricketts family, but I can say that for Theo Epstein. Yeah, whenever I think of that World Series championship, I always think of, Brian makes the play. It's over. The Cubs. I, like, I always, I, I always, I like, it's, it's always so fun to replay different broadcast calls in my head and, it's mm-hmm. always a lot of fun. So speaking of Chris Bryant, there's rumors around him, like there's no tomorrow about him being oh possibly gosh. traded. Is that something that you expect? Do you expect him to be traded anytime soon? Is this the off season for it? I know the Cubs are coming off uh, a bit of a disappointing year. Oh yeah. He's attractive to some um, teams. What do you think? Well, Bryant has kind of been the center of some rumors for the past couple off seasons. So I've accepted the fact that it's going to happen. I think the Cubs should do it now. I think either this off season or at the deadline this next upcoming season, rather than not do anything with him at all because he hits free agency after the 2021 season. And I would rather at least get something in return for Bryant than just let him walk in free agency and get nothing in return. So I think the Cubs need to figure out how to do it. I know his, I know his value isn't great right now, he had a he did not have a great season. He's been kind of on the kind of on the downward trend, but he's and he's also injury prone. So I just I still think that Chris Bryant is seen as um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, he's still seen as like an attractive third baseman to get for some teams, and so teams will try to make moves for Bryant. Um, if the Cubs have to attach another piece on to a Bryant trade, then I wouldn't be surprised just because, like I said, his value is pretty low at the moment. But I just think it will happen. 
So. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with you. So what is the future of the Cubs? Is it is it going to be a full teardown, rebuild, or is there going to be no rebuild, you know, kind of just mediocre baseball for the next few years and then kind of, you know, because the, there's different ways that we've seen these teams build up and win. The Dodgers, for example, just draft, develop. Like they're like, I mean, it's it's amazing how much they just spit players out. Cardinals have been the same way for a yeah. while. Houston's, you know, kind of been a team that's, you know, did the full thing. There's a few other teams like that, the Padres. What is it, you know, what is the Cubs path? What, are they going to do a full rebuild or is it just going to kind of be mediocre baseball? Well, I thought the Cubs were just going to kind of retool some things, like move some guys around. And then they traded you Darvish. And I was like, oh, we are like completely rebuilding. So that kind of took me in for a loop. I wasn't expecting Darvish to get traded this offseason. In fact, I said Darvish was one of the guys that the Cubs should keep. But like I said, I was under the impression that we were just going to kind of retool a little bit. And so were a lot of Cubs fans. Like, it was just an unexpected move. And especially with the return we got, we got a couple really young prospects. The oldest one is 20, I believe. So those are all guys that we're thinking about in the long term that are going to help build up our farm system that have been pretty much depleted because at the end of the day, most of our farm is in the majors or we've, we had traded them to when we were trying to be competitive and win during our window, but our windows closed. So I think the Cubs are now doing a full tear down. So I wonder what that entails and especially will entail before the season starts. I'm terrified that uh, Kyle Hendricks gets traded. <laughs> that was, if, yeah, that, yeah, go if ahead. If it happens, I guess I guess I'll survive. I guess I'll find a way to survive. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next question. Kyle Hendricks. We have to talk about Kyle Hendricks because this would not be a podcast without Maddie if we do not talk about Kyle Hendricks. So Kyle Hendricks, you are a Kyle Hendricks super fan. How did that come about? Um, it just happened. Like, I'm not kidding. It really just happened. Um, <laughs> so my first, like, real favorite cup was Starlin Castro. He came up in about 2010 when I was seven. So I was so young and I was like, I love Starlin Castro. That's my favorite player. And he was traded after the 2015 season. So I was like, well, I guess I don't know who my favorite player is right now. And so I was just watching the games the next coming season. I was like, I kind of like this Hendricks guy. I think he's pretty cool. And I had always kind of liked him anyway, because, you know, I, he was young. Just he was called up in about 2014. So he's still, like I said, still young on the team. Um, I think pitchers are cool. I'm a pretty big pitchers person. And then I just really got invested in Kyle Hendricks. I was like, this guy's so cool. And I just, um, he doesn't throw hard. I was like, I think that's so cool. He doesn't like strike out a ton of guys, but he still is able to um, be successful as a pitcher. And especially in an age right now where a lot of, your top pitchers in the game will throw hard. Um, Kyle Hendricks isn't like that. I just think that's really special. Actually, you have his signed baseball right here. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> we got the – there we go, the signed Kyle Hendricks baseball. Love yes. to see yes. it. Yes, Kyle Hendricks also impresses me for the same exact reasons. He doesn't throw hard. I know Greg Maddox is a comp that he gets quite a bit. He threw yes. a complete game one time, and it was like – 70 or 80 like low 80 pitch count it was amazing and that's something that it was about yes 
How much was it? I remember that game because it was on my sister's birthday. So I, I can, it's really easy for me to remember, but I think it was about 82, 83. And it was against the Cardinals. So that was very satisfying. <laughs> that is like, that's almost unheard of. I was going to say pathetic, but that might not be the right. Yeah. Heard of. Um, and, you know, Hendrix, you know, kind of reminds, you know, I've gotten Hendrix comps because I don't throw, I didn't throw hard in high school. And those guys just impressed me so much with the way they're still able to get outs. They get outs quickly, efficiently. Yeah. It's pretty amazing to, to watch. So we're going to go through a few rapid fire questions here. This is the fun part of the show. Okay, okay. Like, I like the guests to kind of leave on good terms. All right. Rapid fire. Number one, what is, I in kind of alert to this, alert, is that a word? Alluded to? Alluded you mean to. alluded? <laughs> alluded? <laughs> My brain is just running on low right now. Uh, alluded to, what is your dream job? Um. Well, yeah, like I said earlier, I want to do what Kelly Kroll does for yeah. the Braves currently. I want to be on the field. I want to talk to the players for um, the station or the um, – why can't I think of the group? The station, I guess, that they play for. Um, so that's another fun job. I would love to work for MLB Network. I wouldn't mind Heidi Watney's job. I love Heidi Watney too. I should have mentioned that earlier. I think she's awesome. Um, yeah, working for MLB Network. My dream is to work for baseball, but if I – obviously, I would accept a job with any of the other sports. Um, now that I'm getting more into basketball, I would love to work for basketball, and I would also love to work for the NFL at some, at some kind of level. So pretty much just any, like, sideline sports job. I want to be on the field. I want to be able to talk to players. I want to be right there. And you also want to get drenched with the Gatorade and the, the cold water as part of a walk-off celebration yes. or something like that. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so number that's two you here. Know oh, go ahead. Oh, it's just that that's how you know you've made it once you get drenched with the Gatorade. Oh. Yeah, even better, there's champagne showers in the locker room. At Wrigley oh Field, the new, the new Wrigley Field clubhouses, that would be, that would be pretty spectacular. Nice. Yeah. All right. If you had a superpower, what would it be? A superpower? Oh. These are all this lame questions. I never I know. Really... No, that's actually <laughs> that's a good one that I never I actually never know the answer to. I've heard mm -hmm. it a few times and I like don't know what I want. Um I don't want to read minds. I'm a really sensitive person, so I don't think I can handle knowing what people think about me while I'm like talking to them. Um I think I wouldn't mind either flying or being invisible. If I'm invisible, I can sneak into Wrigley Field. There we go. That's what you'd use flying. invisible oh. for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just sneaking, just sneaking into places and watching sports. That's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, that would be yeah, standing room only, and you could just you know go right through and box seats. It would be pretty awesome for sure. So, what? Who would play you, an actress? Who would play you in a movie? Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> wow, that was a quick answer. What? Yes, that's my answer. Do you know who she is? No, not at all. <laughs> but I'm also very from, uncultured. Yeah, it's Jess from New Girl. So if you wanted to look her up, um, yes, then you'll definitely um, see. New Girl. Uh, yes, I could see that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could see that. Yep, that's me. <laughs> that, so have you, have you had to answer that before? Because that was like very quick. I mean, well, um, a lot of people will tell me that I look like her and I kind of, 
it's not that I pride myself on it, but that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite, like, compliments to get. Like, oh, you look like the girl from New Girl. Because New Girl's my favorite show. I absolutely love New Girl. I've watched it so many times. Well, that's because you're in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, New Girl is on my list. New Girl is definitely on my list on Netflix that I have to oh, watch. Oh, it's so it's so funny. Um, Jake Johnson, he plays Nick in New Girl. He's a huge Cubs fan. So I love I love that about him. He also plays my favorite character, and his character will sometimes make Chicago references because his character is from Chicago as well. So there's an episode where he um, is, like, writing, like, a book. And then his, like, little notes, he's like, and thank you to Anthony Rizzo and the Chicago Cubs for everything you've done or something like that. Yeah, I I need to get on that one. When I'm done with Shit's Creek, that will be the next. Oh, Shit's Creek is so good. It's it so is, funny. Yes. David, that's <laughs> every night I hear that on my TV. So it's <laughs> it's pretty incredible. So I will get on New Girl and I will update you with, you know, whatever I find interesting uh, for sure. Last question here. What did you have for breakfast? This is a wild card one. Breakfast. What did Maddie have for I breakfast today? I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> okay, neither do I. So we're on the same page. There we go. Yep. Don't eat breakfast. All right. Thanks for joining the show, Maddie. I appreciate it. Uh, where can Thank people you find so you on Twitter? Thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Twitter at Kai Hendricks. It looks like Kyle, but the L in Kyle is supposed to be an I. So that's what it is. You can um, find the podcast I'm a part of in my bio. I just have them tagged. And I also have a WordPress that I have linked in my bio as well. So you can find me there. Yeah, for sure. So it's all updated on her, uh, on her bio and on her uh, Twitter page. So you can check it out. Great job. Um, super excited. Uh, we have some more things coming up on RizzoCast. Very exciting things that I cannot say just yet, but only a few people know what I'm talking about. So super pumped up. Uh, again, thanks, Maddie, for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. As always, thank you guys for watching and have an incredible rest of your day.